Hi everyone, welcome to yet another podcast, Useful Voices with Elaine Chiesa. And today we're going to be talking about sexual harassment. So by definition, sexual harassment is uh, a behavior or character that is characterized by making an unwelcomed and inappropriate sexual remarks or physical advances. This can be done in workplaces or other professional settings or even um, in social uh, situations or social settings. So this can be maybe at home, this could be maybe at work, this could be maybe at school, like any other public places. But also it doesn't matter like the the place or the happening, it could be a private um, space or even a public space. So... Usually, it is not good for one to harass someone due to their sex. Um, I'm talking about you shouldn't be uh, harassing someone because they are female or they are male. And in terms of the harassment, this even extends to offensive jokes, unwelcomed comments to a person. So these are things that other people do, um, and they think it's a habit, and they think it's fun. But in a way, they are sexually harassing the next person or other people. So this as well um, comes in different forms. Uh, this could maybe verbal. This uh, can be non-verbal as well as physical sexual contact. So, yeah, today we're going to be discussing more on sexual harassment. And I'd like to thank everyone who gets to listen to our podcast and keep on uh, listening to the podcast and make sure that you do share uh, the podcast with your friends, your family and everyone. And as well as to share your views and comments around the podcast that we do on different topics. So today our guests, we have two guests. Um, we have uh, Rachel Fokonglobe as well as Kuz Wamuzuri. So I will introduce Rachel Fokonove and Takuza will introduce himself. So Rachel Fokonove is a poet and a very vibrant poet, I have to say. She is also a social economic justice ambassador, uh, someone who is very much focal on uh, issues to do with uh, debt justice, and she is also a gender activist. So, yeah, this is what I have to say. But you have to also follow her on her different social media platforms so that you can be able to see the work and the art that she is doing and ensuring that she raises awareness on different issues that are happening in Zimbabwe and um, that are happening in her community as well. So, Takuzo, you can do introduce yourself. Hello, dear listeners. I hope I find you well. My name is Takuzwanache Edward Muzuri, and I am a candidate attorney at Law and Law Chambers, and also I'm an activist member. I'm currently running a project called Legal Perspective Initiative under Activista. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Okay, so thank you, Takuzo, for the introduction. And my first question goes to you as well, Takuzwa. Um, what is the current situation of sexual harassment in Zimbabwe? Like currently, how how are things uh, standing in Zimbabwe in terms of sexual harassment? 
So, in discussing the current situation of sexual harassment in Zimbabwe, it is important to look at uh, the drivers behind the, the, the having sexual harassment in Zimbabwe, and some of them have already been alluded to, and these are things like the economy, the dwindling economy, the increasing uh, poverty brackets, and also patriarchy in the sense of gendered roles and punishment that is associated with people who report for sexual harassment that they're often punished by the by the by the by the superiors who are most likely in the management positions when when people report. Uh, so one would then find that let's say on the economy Zimstas shows that would say that Zimbabwe has an unemployment rate of about 16% with 76% of the employed people in in the in the informal economy and you then find that from from those 17% uh most of them are actually in precarious employment that is an employment where uh, where which is relatively short and which can be terminated at any point in time. This then puts the people in these um, job occupations at a risk of being sexually uh, harassed by their superiors. Uh, so women are the ones who are mostly in position, in such job positions, and they're the ones who are then mostly affected by this. Um, a study actually shows that, a study which was done by Wilsa, shows that females are disproportionately located at the lower levels of the employment strata and you'd find these are the people with indecent uh, work which is irregular or who, which is low paying and there's a high insecurity as there's high exposure to poverty and also and like the earning risks. So you then find that uh, given this economic background women are most vulnerable to sexual harassment and mostly single women who then have who have a dire need to keep their jobs in order to support their families. Again, you'd also find that in the same bracket, uh, there's, there's high urban poverty, and this has actually quite increased over the years. Currently, we are sitting at about 9 million people living in general poverty and about 4.5 living in extreme poverty. So... These are the drivers of the current situation in 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 Zimbabwe to get to our to our, the sexual harassment that people are actually facing in Zimbabwe. One would then find that uh, the prevalent forms of of sexual harassment. So the prevalent forms of, of of sexual harassment in this country are actually sextortion, which is like extorting someone through the form of sex. Say you're in a working environment and you want to get, uh, say, a benefit or an upgrade, and then the boss will ask for sexual favors in return. Uh, the other forms are like touching and unwelcome advances. And also there's uh, the sexual ad advancements, which are both physical and verbal, uh, and un the unwanted phone calling and texting, or even sexually suggestive comments, um, or the worst of them being actually forced sex or rape. Um, these, are, these are the prevalent forms of sexual harassment uh, in the country right now. And you then find that uh, 
many people spend their times in the world of work, and Zimstars even tries to to capture uh, the informal informal economy employment as one. Hence, why it is saying that there's only a 16% unemployment rate in Zimbabwe. But those who are actually employed, majority of them, are then employed in the informal sector. So you'd understand that all these forms of, of sexual harassment are actually happening out of the office and uh, affecting the general people. And there are actually not specific laws then that would deal with such things, but we'll get to that later. Um, maybe just to finish off, uh, you then find that uh, in the world of work, sexual harassment can either be vertical or it can be horizontal. That is, when it is vertical, it is between the superiors and the subordinates, uh, that is like the lecturers and the students, uh, or it can be horizontal, that is between people in the same employment level. And uh, to give an example of, of tertiary, of higher tertiary institutions, you'd find that lecturers have the power to determine the academic future of their students. And usually they use, they exploit this power, they use this power to exploit vulnerable students and other employees uh, in order to perhaps give them a pass or to improve their for, for career progression or anything like that. So just to get to you, uh, Rachel, uh, so I'd like to know how do we define someone who is a victim? I know some of the people will call, uh, they're now being called uh, survivors, but I want to understand from the side whether we we still see or we still refer to someone as a victim. How are they defined as a, as a victim? So basically my question is, how do we define a victim? So what is a victim or who is a victim or who can be a victim. So when we are talking about a victim, we consider objects, we consider forces, we consider agents uh, resulting in one being uh, victimized. And most of the time, the result of victimization includes suicide, includes being injured, includes being killed, includes being harmed both physically, spiritually, and uh, emotionally. So in the co- in this context, we are going to be talking about victims or a victim of sexual harassment, uh, of which sexual harassment in definition is just broad. It entails many forms of unwelcome behavior, both implicitly and explicitly. So it can be at work, it can be at the, at the tertiary institutions, it can be at the community at, at large. Uh, but however, the, the society need not to confuse sexual harassment and sexual assault, even though the two can occur due to power dynamics, imbalances of power between the victim and the perpetrator. Usually the one who is victimized is usually uh, the one without power or with lesser power. And yeah, so the victim of sexual harassment is... is um, someone who who is harmed, as I said, injured as a result of sexual harassment, and they intend to helplessly, as I said, that uh, most of the time they will be in a position where they do not have power or they have less power to overcome the perpetrator. And and, and, um, and this victim can be of time. Uh, we have many types of victims. We have the ones who are innocent, the innocent victims. We have the, the guilt victims. We've, 
volunteers victims some can volunteer to be victims and some can even play victim while it's they are the ones who commit the crime. You know, we are, we have we have those kind of people they commit the crime and then they go report to the police station acting all victims and 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 and, and what so so not. Of which I would like to believe um that we'll talk more about this in our next uh sessions on how and also we're going to be talking about our sexual harassment in detail or how where how victims should then integrate back to the community or how they should cope with their day to day activities, how um they are protected from their perpetrators once they report ETC ETC. So yeah. Basically Okay, so coming back to you again, uh, Rachel, uh, what do you think uh, the sexual harassment situation is in Zimbabwe in terms of it, um, you know, is it in a way perpetuating uh, patriarchy or patriarchy is one of the reasons why we keep on having situations or instances of sexual harassment in our country? Okay, so on the issue of patriarchy and the issue of sexual harassment, or whether sexual harassment is perpetuated by patriarchy. When I was talking about the issue of victims, I mentioned uh, the power imbalances within the society. And so patriarchy is a symptom within the society that makes people believe that women are less of men. You know, men will be monopolizing power to think they are the only ones who should speak on their words should go and that only that word should be final and this has um, led to feminism because women were then tired of being limited to only house chores, uh, fields and birthing so it has led to a rise of feminism the fourth, the third, the second and the first wave if I am not mistaken so how 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 the world has organized itself really is is worrying because uh, it, it also comes to the issues of gender um gender gender roles uh etc making us to question then to say uh does patriarchy play a major role when it comes to sexual harassment or not well it does because uh, uh, uh as I said earlier on, that uh, this happens due to imbalances of power within the society. We then talk of toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. Though toxic femininity will be to a lesser extent, as statistics say that it is uh, women who get uh, who face sexual harassment more as compared to um, uh, the males. You know, this time around, we are calling in social constructionists to come into play because if not, patriarchy will continue to be of dominance in the society and the sexual harassment being inevitable. You know, with sexual harassment, uh, with, with, with patriarchy, you know, it, it, it has got the thing that, you know, males are primary authority figures even at home, even in the meetings or like even in the society at large to say at home, uh, 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 a woman can be insulted by the male figure without um, 
it being of 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 much concern to say uh even the kids at home who will be growing seeing their fathers and certain their mothers their fathers appearing their 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 mothers thinking that it's 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 normal and then they take it to the streets that is the reason why we always see even uh, uh males in the streets even boys in the streets wherever in the street insulting women you say uh, you know i say that sexual harassment can be emotional can be verbal it can be physical you'll find that males are insulting women because they have small boobs, uh, they have big battles, they have whatever. It all starts from home because men think, no counterparts think, they have the authority, they have the power to say whatever they, they, they didn't feel to say in the face of uh, 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 women. That's the reason why I'm saying we are then calling the social construction is to reconstruct society and make sure that the society, the, the, the powers which are not balancing, they balance so that we can end this, uh, uh sexual harass, um, harassment thing, you know, reconstructing as what the society then says about the beliefs, the values, the practices, the ideas, the roles and uh, the duties. I think we are then calling in um uh fifty fifty uh policy, you know, uh like back in the days they waited for uh this 21st century to change the set of ideologies, the, the, the ideologies of patriarchy to say, uh, males, uh, dominate our males world, uh, dominate and so, so yeah, we, we are calling in the, the social constructionists, uh, cause we, uh, we have to, to, to work on, on this issue of the revolution, the revolution of, of the sexes as, as society. Otherwise, if we do not do that, um, patriarchy will continue to be of dominance and sexual harassment will always be inevitable. So, to you, my last question, Taku, is, um, how is the current legislation on sexual harassment in Zimbabwe looking like? Like, do we have something in terms of legislation that talks about sexual harassment in Zimbabwe and as a way that enforces uh, issues to do with sexual harassment? So, coming to the laws that are um, currently inexistent in Zimbabwe, you'd find that uh, Zimbabwe is a signatory to a lot of international treaties, and one of these treaties is the International uh, Labour Organization, ILO, or 190, and its recommendations. Uh, but these actually have not been signed. I mean, for the ILO to, to be signed, for it to be effective in Zimbabwe, to become law in Zimbabwe, then it needs to be signed, ratified, and domesticated into the national laws of Zimbabwe. This has not been done. So you'd find that our starting point, and perhaps the biggest, is then the Constitution, which has a Bill of Rights. Everyone has a right to bodily integrity, and also everyone is entitled to the labor rights, that is, specifically to have uh, a fair and safe work, workplace, uh, which is free from violence and harassment. Um, you then find that we have the Labor Act, which was enacted to, to the same effect, and then in the Labor Act, sexual harassment is only referred to as an unfair labor practice and is actually defined as unwelcome sexual uh, determined behavior. Uh, another, another act also is the Public Service Act, but in it, it then 
the regulations define sexual harassment as discourteous uh, behavior, right? And then in another one, which is the Domestic Violence Act, it defines sexual harassment uh, as a form of sexual violence that is uh, as a form of gender-based violence, actually. So you then find that from the, 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 the legislation that I've mentioned, the Labor Act and the Domestic Violence Act and the Public Service Commissions Act, they are actually, they only define sexual harassment, but not in so far as to criminalize it, right? So you'd find that um, sexual harassment, in as much as it is legislated against in Zimbabwe, uh, only provisions of sexual harassment are contained in in, in these legislations, um, and they only provide for uh, civil remedies and administrative remedies. What I'm trying to say is that sexual harassment is not criminalized in Zimbabwe, despite it being a gross human rights violation. All right, and that is uh, the the point where we are right now that despite it being uh, very disturbing in our society, you can only get a civil remedy. You can only claim for damages if someone actually sexually harasses you, but you cannot sentence someone to... to, 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 to you cannot get the court to sentence someone to, to, to jail or anything like that over the same behavior. And I think that is our our biggest problem in the country, and there is actually need for us to move into into a better strategy. Currently, the the the, the cabinet recently released the sexual harassment policy in the workplace in Zimbabwe. Um, but this is not the act. The the, the, the again, there's 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 um, there efforts to actually come up with a sexual harassment bill, but it is still intact. It is still in the process. And um, there is also something by the Zimbabwe Gender Commission, which is the strategy for the elimination of sexual harassment and gender-based violence in the workplace in Zimbabwe between 2021 and 2025. And that is one of the uh, core documents that actually I shall be referring to in our conversations about um, sexual harassment and the way forward and how we can deal with sexual harassment as a society. So yeah, this is the, the discussion that we managed to have uh, with Rachel and Takuzwa. And with this discussion, our aim is to make sure that we raise awareness around sexual harassment, be it in public places as well as in public spaces. And we're going to continue having more podcasts focusing on sexual harassment so that the awareness is raised, looking at different provisions as well as legislations that are here in Zimbabwe, as well as other maybe international um, instruments that are there, that are there to reduce sexual harassment everywhere, whether it be in workplaces, be it in public spaces, social spaces, wherever it is that there is need to reduce sexual harassment. And yeah, don't forget to share, uh, like, as well as to subscribe to the channel so that you can be able to share more as well as to add in your input. What do you think about sexual harassment policies? What do you think about sexual harassment on its own in general? Thank you.